if I'm getting up at 8, now I'm going to have to get up at 6 and then stay awake, take some coffee and get there as early as possible. It does work that way. It will never work. <laughs> what you need to do is be compassionate with yourself. Understand that, okay, I have a problem. Where is this problem coming from? Mm-hmm. One of the... Um, one of the things that stops people from moving forward once they realize that they have self-sabotaging behavior is a sense of shame. Um, they're either angry or disappointed or yeah. ashamed of themselves or their behavior. And that's always going to freeze you in place. So you have to be compassionate with yourself. Understand that, okay, I have this problem, but I'm human. And I'm going to make mistakes. And that's okay. What's important is that I learn from them. Now, this problem that I have... Where does it come from? The vast majority of people are usually able to tell for themselves exactly what their problem is, mm. exactly where it comes from. Either they're afraid of something or they haven't dealt with something from their past or they're running away from a certain feeling. They already know what it is intrinsically. So the first thing is being compassionate with yourself, not getting angry with yourself, not getting tough on yourself, just understanding that, okay, this is what my problem is and I have to face it squarely. How do I do that? That's step number one. Okay. Step number two. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I am a great advocate for self-conversations. Yeah. The ability to, um, I use the word hug yourself, to talk to yourself, Mm -hmm. to be with yourself, to date yourself. How would you want someone else to say this thing? How would you say this to someone else? If your friend had this problem, would you start shouting and shaming the person? So there was this um, there was this experiment that was carried out a social experiment where they told people to write down the negative things they say to themselves. See how you have a flabby tummy, you have this and you have that. Just those insultive comments, mm-hmm. write them down. So they wrote it down and gave it over to the company that was doing the social experiment. Then they invited them over to like an eatery. You would sit with the person holding the experiment like you're just having a conversation all of a sudden you will hear someone insulting their friend on the table behind you usually people reacted like why would you say that to someone Mm -hmm. except they'll bring it to you and tell you that was your script of how you used to talk to yourself Mm. oh wow many times we say things we say things to ourselves that we can't say to people Mm -hmm. We disrespect ourselves more than we aff- we can afford to do to other people. Mm-hmm. So when you find out your self-destructive habits, your self-sabotaging habits, mm-hmm. he has already said giving yourself compassion. Mm-hmm. The next phase is to be able to dialogue with mm-hmm. yourself, to be able to come to this place where you can confront yourself without judgment to go back to your jagged roads of Mm -hmm. error and say oh okay so these were my mistakes okay i confront this with no shame or you probably did something you're ashamed of something you don't want the world to hear about Mm -hmm. but you've done it and then you're here so can we focus on your healing Mm -hmm. can we focus on moving forward can we focus on getting these aspects of your life together can you Mm -hmm. talk to yourself can you not shout on yourself can you not put tires on your own neck and Mm -hmm. burn down yourself Mm. 
because many times that's what we do so that's like your second step mm. the capacity to sit by yourself and love upon yourself mm. and hug yourself and come into understanding and not shame yourself mm. that is very important you said this aspect if you can do this place well yeah counseling will be a smooth ride therapy will be a smooth ride yeah but if you don't the thought of going back to confront your past that shame that guilt that regret is going to kill you before you even get to the confrontation part mm -hmm. that's true that's yeah. true i think I, agree. I think another thing that you need to do is anticipate the obstacles that are going to come your way um if for example you recognize that um you have a certain level of anxiety or anxiety disorder in mm -hmm. general and the way that you deal with that is through stress eating right so you have to first understand that okay i'm doing this just so i can feel good about myself because i don't want to go out and meet people because my job is stressing me because of whatever it is that's feeding into your anxiety so you recognize that first and then you think okay so what are the things that can get in my way if i'm trying to fix this if it's stress eating for example the automatic thing is okay you need to eat a little more healthy okay now what things are going to stop me from eating healthy right what do i have in my fridge right now <laughs> chocolates how often do i order out and when i order out what am i ordering right yeah if you have some if you're somebody who has substance abuse problems maybe um, you have problem with alcohol maybe mm -hmm. you have a problem with um, codeine maybe you have a problem with whatever it is and you feel yourself you feel you're getting the urge to drink you're getting the urge to get high you're getting the urge to smoke um, one very quick example of what you could do is have a list of two to three people that's right yeah who you know who you've told about your problem and who expect that anytime you get that feeling you're going to give them a call you're going to give them a call and you're just going to you don't even need to even discuss what it is that's going on or how they already that know time. that this is the problem they already know mm -hmm. and you just go into conversation but in that kind of situation it's not everybody that has those three people or even one person available to them that they can actually trust now how do you handle that on your own Oof, that is difficult because here's the truth about therapy and here's the truth about um getting better um changing your behaviors it's not just about you it's very difficult to effect change on your own without the help of a wider community mm -hmm. without people coming in and accommodating that change let's say somebody is like um trying a very simple example someone um, recognizes that they're chronically late wherever it is they go whether whether that has to do with meeting friends or coming to work unless those friends are willing to be a little more accommodating mm -hmm. to your behavior you're not going to get it's not going to get fixed mm -hmm. if for example you you guys decided you're going to meet up at two and you didn't show up until 205 right that's fine okay but next time you come at exactly two the third time at 2 p.m they go away and they leave right mm -hmm. once you get there there's no one there and you've already been struggling right you mm -hmm. struggled to get there at exactly two because 
this is something that you're not used to but you're yeah. finding yourself but then they're not there now you're deflated now you feel like you've wasted your it's energy it's unnecessary yes mm-hmm. wasted your energy so you actually do need people um honestly i would advise anyone who feels that they don't have someone close enough um to speak to to find someone it doesn't mm-hmm. have to be someone necessarily close to you mm-hmm. it can just be a colleague from work it can just be um um uh, somebody you can you can be a professional right i think that a professional is a better option than a colleague because mm-hmm. these are very personal emotions that you're going through yep. and very personal problems That's true. so I, i yeah i think you should be very careful with the kind of person that you're actually talking to that's true mm. um it's just that professionals aren't cheap <laughs> true <laughs> professionals aren't cheap so sometimes you have to go with the people that are in your immediate circle no but i'm pretty sure if you look really well even within our country we do have support systems support groups for people who can't actually afford That's therapy true. so there you get to meet people who have common problems that you are sharing going through the same things that you are going through mm. and can actually help you and there you can actually get to meet people mm. that you can talk to mm. okay yeah. so so even your professionals Those groups are usually managed by professionals. Mm-hmm. So um on my end for example, when it comes to sex abuse, healing and addictions, mm-hmm. I have a group for young adults called Naked Humans. Mm-hmm. For teenagers and then when we work on sexuality code, sometimes sexuality code stays as a community for a longer period. Mm-hmm. When it comes to grief, I have another community called Grieve and Grow. Mm-hmm. So your professionals don't your professionals don't dump you technically. Yeah. It's not like they just work on your therapy and then they fling you and let you go sort it mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. They also provide community for you sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yes. So it's not just um just going get any community. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a if you just It's a very specific type of community. Yeah, it may not be exactly the same thing, but mm-hmm. they are all similar in They're one way connected. or the other. Yeah, if you, if you just get into any community, for example, let me use an addictions community. And then you just get into an addictions community and there's no professional to handle it. Yeah. If one person has a breakdown It can trigger another person's own and then the whole community is messy. Mm. Mm-hmm. So there's yeah. usually that tendency. Mm. Now, talking about community, he mentioned community and it was sounding like oh, you are the one who needs community. Mm. But truthfully, everything that affects you mm. affects your community. Yeah. yeah. And I'll explain if a girl gets raped. Sorry before you explain or before you go into that explanation, um let's open up the phone lines. Okay. And the number to call is 0905353 5305 0905353305 you can send a whatsapp message to the same number or you can call us on 0805509993 0805509993 and our third line is 0817687213208176 2132 please do go ahead and give us a call if you have any questions or comments that you like to make on our topic today and today our topic of conversation is facing the em- enemy within and we're looking at self sabotaging patterns that we have all right okay so I-, i was using the case of abuse in this case rape so a lady gets raped for example how do you think her parents feel knowing I'm- that their daughter just got abused There is the feeling let's use the the milf the dad and knowing that oh protecting my children is my thing first of all there is the feeling of inadequacy mm. 
that I could not defend my child. Mm -hmm. There is the mother feeling like I was an irresponsible mom, especially if this happened because they dropped the child with someone they felt they trusted, mm -hmm. right? There is the child feeling vulnerable. Now let's assume this child doesn't go through counseling and doesn't heal and becomes an adult. This person is unusually aggressive at work or unusually passive. Mm -hmm. So they're storing up emotional baggage and then the people around them are not enjoying the best of them because they're yeah. also very defensive. Mm -hmm. Now let's assume they get married. What do you think the husband is going through? What do you think their kids will go through? Now, this was just one person's one person's situation. And then it has run into the life of about seven people. Mm. So many times when they tell us, get community for you to heal, mm. we feel like it's just about me. Mm. But many times when you heal, your community heals. Yeah. It's about about both sides yeah it helps you to better the relationships that you have around you exactly mm -hmm. so when we begin and then there, to look there at is it's... a behavior there is a behavior that destructive patterns come with or a side effect of destructive patterns okay. is the fact that you can actually pull people down with your negativity that's true so you start to rub off your toxicity on other people mm -hmm. which is not healthy for anyone but anyway before you continue let's take this call from dixon enoch and he's calling us from maraba hello dixon good afternoon good, good afternoon, afternoon. Yeah, that's a wonderful conversation going on. Can uh, I, you know, enjoying it? I, I believe we sabotage ourselves in several ways. <laughs> I've done that to myself several times. But uh, I, I like one one of the guests earlier that you you can sabotage yourself and gaining strength at the same time. It, it happened to me in 2015. I, I had a boss who don't want anybody to talk to him. When we are in the board meeting or whatever, you want to take over the conversation, and even when you say anything wrong and you want to correct, or you don't want to have an opinion other than what you have said, and I couldn't enjoy it. My colleagues will tell me that, guy, you don't have an authority here. Though you, what you are saying is right, but you don't have an authority to talk. So every now and then they would tell me not to talk, not to talk, not to talk, but I couldn't help it. At the end of the day, I was sacked. But, but today I can do that joy without being under employment of any company. So I, I get, I get strength in that area. I did another way that we sabotage ourselves again, which is very common to us, is what the, uh, the, the guy said. We are now a staging challenge. I'm um, having that one now, which, you know, we fancy they call them, I don't know, um, one of the, one of the uh, girls that, uh, you know, maybe if God will, and something might happen. She don't want to anticipate challenge. Uh, you know, I, I told her that work will lead to divorce. And she was shouted. How why will you think like that? You don't have faith. You are you trying to divorce later? I said no. Those that divorce, you never think of divorcing, but it happened to them. And yeah, I, I believe in God. I have faith, but I, I believe there are challenges. So if I anticipate it, I can deal with it. Believe me, he today we don't have that conversation. Mm. He said doesn't know. I should not talk like that, and all of that. So I, I believe we should anticipate challenge. We should ever say that. You know, life will not be 100% rosary as we continue our journey on earth. I, I anticipate challenge in many ways at all. But whenever it comes, I, I, you know, I have already have an answer, you know, waiting for that challenge. So we, when we don't deal with that, believe me, we'll, we'll be overpowered by, by, by the vicinity of life because they are there. They will happen. Mm -hmm. It surely comes. But it, it, it is good, you know, when you sabotage yourself and learn from, from it. But sometimes we sabotage ourselves and repeat it again and again and again and, and then at the end of the day we realize that everybody around us is bad meanwhile we are the you know the, the reason for our own undoing so i i love that very well we, we should say challenge that in that, that way we won't, we won't shut down when that challenge come in reality okay all right thank you very much for that contribution dixon 
Now I want to come back to the example that he gave earlier before he went into the divorce issue um, about him working in the company and um, being sacked because he spoke up. I, I don't know. For me, I don't see that as a self-sabotaging pattern. I don't either, honestly. Yeah. Uh, I don't. It would have been a self-sabotaging pattern if he had been quiet and passive about everything that was happening yeah. around him without speaking up. So for me, that is not the perfect example of a self-sabotaging pattern. Mm. Yeah. I agree. Also, I think um, speaking up in a situation where um, you feel that Either your voice not. needs to be heard yeah, yeah. the only thing is is it's when you speak up when you're not supposed to speak up or when yes. you don't need to speak up that becomes a problem in itself mm. and but if you're speaking up for the rights of yourself and for others mm. there's nothing destructive about it it's something that you need to do to not only help the organization but also help yourself mm. so it's so necessary you don't lose your voice over a period it's, of time yes exactly. because the more quiet you are the more people would ride on you yes that's true and then also um where he said that in a bit to sabotage us or sorry in a bit to what was that thing emphasize um, problems no not even emphasize problems it's uh where he spoke about self-sabotaging patterns being a source of strength in certain areas okay. for me i don't necessarily fully agree with that because if you're creating weaknesses in other areas as far as i'm concerned you're still weak there has to be a balance throughout everything that you're doing. You can't be only strong in one particular area of life while everything else is lagging behind. So for me, it's not a full strength. Mm. I, I, I agree with that. It isn't a full strength, but that doesn't... You see... I think it's just the sentence that's wrong. <laughs> I Possibly. think it's just the way mm -hmm. the sentence was Possibly. put together. Mm -hmm. Possibly, because um, it's... Let's take the example that she gave earlier about um, the person that you know that's actually a very hard worker, right? And eventually collapse on you as it work. Um, a situation like that shows that they value their work to such a high degree, right? That they are possibly neglecting other aspects of their life. Okay. Yeah, but then it's not necessarily, sorry, um, it's not necessarily about the value that you have placed on work. Sometimes mm. it's a distraction from the reality of your life. That's exactly what I was going to say. Uh, you're, it's, it's, it's also possible that the person is distracting themselves from other aspects of their life. However, you can't deny that the, the fact that they're doing strong. that. <laughs> you can't deny that the fact that they're doing that, mm -hmm. the work is going really well. Yeah, but that's just, that, that's why I said it's... Mm holistically i agree it's not healthy mm -hmm. definitely not she's so holistic so <laughs> holistically it's not you know i believe not. in like the power of mm. the zen and mm -hmm. like the mind and the body mm. coming together you oh, know, right. that. Yes. Uh -huh. yeah so mm -hmm. yeah but yeah for me if if the sum total of it at the end of the day results in your weakness to me there's really no benefit no, let me, let me because if you're deciding something. that okay this is it i'm going to put everything into my work i'm going to give it my all and then you end up killing yourself guess what happens they replace you Shop, shop. <laughs> the, by the end of the day, there is an ad for your replacement. Shop, shop. So how is that now beneficial to you? Now let me let me quickly touch on the fact that I'm still going to go back to community, but let me also emphasize that you might not be able to get a perfect ten across board. You might yeah. not be able to get a perfect eight across board mm -hmm. because true. some areas of our lives are natural eights. Mm 
-hmm. Some of us are we're very attracted to people. Mm -hmm. So it is not um, it won't be magic. If our people relation, our human skills mm -hmm. are exceptionally good, mm -hmm. we might not have to raise some areas of three into um, like raise it up to meet up. So if if we keep pushing ourselves that we must have a ten across board, I think we might be over pushing it. Mm -hmm. Where we should where we should be more concerned is the fact that at no point should we over elevate an aspect beyond an aspect. So if mm -hmm. an area of my life is an eight, when I put in a little effort, I should get a ten. Now, that does not mean I should leave my area of three and then put all of that energy into the area mm -hmm. of eight because area of eight makes me look good. So now the three is lagging behind yes. and turning into a two and then a yeah. one and then a zero. Yes, because it makes us look mm -hmm. good. Yeah. In an so it's about creating stability. It's about creating a balance in your life. It's about knowing what is a priority, what is important to you. And, and different that, things are yeah. important at different mm -hmm. times. Yes. I think that's probably also a very important aspect of getting over self-sabotage. You have to clearly define what your values are. Mm. You have to clearly define what it is that is important to you. What are your goals? What are your aspirations? What are your hard nose and your... Mm. Uh, your hard nose, I yes, like that. What are your hard <laughs> nose and your, 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 your easy yeses, mm -hmm. right? Because you need to know exactly where the line is for mm -hmm. yourself. You need to know what it is you believe in. What is your moral standing? Mm -hmm. Right, because mm -hmm. that can give you direction as to what it is you want to achieve mm -hmm. and identify those things that are keeping you in place. But if you don't identify those things on your own, mm -hmm. right, you're going to constantly be stuck in place because you don't have a plan. You yeah. don't have a plan. You're you you may recognize that there's a problem, but okay, let's say I get over the problem. What am I getting over it for? To do what? What's on the other side of? My so I can take it on the paper. Yes. <laughs> yes. Is, is it I overcame. Check. No, <laughs> yeah, you know, what you just said, I want to quickly apply Sorry to, to relationships. Sorry to cut you off. Um, okay. no, don't yeah. Yes, we have a call. Yusuf is calling us back from Kuji. Hello, Yusuf. Yeah, hello. Yeah. Uh, thank you once more for picking my call. Yeah, thank you for calling us back. Yeah, I I think I like the part where the, your, your guest talk about being compassionate with yourself. Mm. I think that's very, very important. You can look in the mirror and smile at yourself. I think that's, that's, that's self-love and that's good, good for growth. Uh, I, I think uh, many of the attitude and, attitude and, uh, and certain lifestyles we take are the result of what happened to us while we were still young and yeah. we were innocent, you know, and we couldn't manage our emotions. Now, if you grow up as an adult and you are still manifesting certain things that you are not comfortable with, I think the best, the best thing for you is just sit down and ask yourself, what, what's wrong with me? And, and when you, you, you are able to trace yourself back, you'll be able to love yourself and gradually build that part of your life up to meet up with the, the level you are operating presently at. I think that is very, very critical to overcoming this uh, challenge. Mm. And then about uh, social uh, expectations, uh, I heard you earlier talking about even doing away with it or ignoring it. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's advisable for us to overlook social expectations. I think that's general standard. If you are not looking up to it, don't, 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 don't discard it, don't ignore it. Just be honest with yourself and think about how you can catch up. I think that's the best way to overcome your challenge. Thank you. All right, thank you very much. Thank you, Yusuf. Thank you. Yes, you were talking about um, relationships. 
Yes. So he did he did mention something and I feel like it's a quick hack mm -hmm. for our relationships. Mm. He says something about your hard no's and your easy yeses. Yeah. In your relationships when you when you're getting in a relationship for example, what are the values you want to take there? Mm. Because if you can define those values for example, Let's say these are the values I want to imbibe henceforth. Mm. If you can define those values specifically, it also means when you find a self-sabotaging behavior in how you choose people, you would be able to say, oh, okay, this is how I would have chosen before, mm -hmm. but it doesn't meet the new value system. It doesn't meet, it doesn't meet the new no. So this person has this and it's a hard no. Mm. This person meets, has this. There's something about writing, about journaling. When you journal, it's no, it's no longer just an emotion up there. It's no longer just an assumption. Mm -hmm. It's something tangible. Now, writing makes it tangible. You're, when, you're expressing how you feel and exactly, the thoughts that are going even in your Even if mind, you haven't yeah. met that standard yet. Mm -hmm. Yes. So if you're saying, okay, I'm going into therapy, for example, I usually have this kind of abusive relationships. I'm usually attracted to men who beat me up. And then I'm saying, oh, henceforth, if I meet a person who is aggressive in this way, who talks at me in this way, who talks down on me in public, or I meet him talking down on someone else, and he does this on a consistent around. basis, this is a hard no. Mm. Now, I may meet that person subsequently because I am still working on myself, mm. and then I may get that attraction. But when I realize it's a future hard no, I have a greater tendency of walking away than if it was just something I thought about, something yeah. I assumed. I said, oh, I want my marriage to look like this. I want my relationship to look like this. And then it ends there. So writing it, your hard no's and your easy yeses is not just for something on them. Um, it's not just for your work. Apply it to every aspect, aspect of, of your, your life, life, if possible, if you can sit down to it. In fact, I make my students get what is called a romance journal. Okay. And then you document. You that documentation is necessary mm. by the time you document for six months i guarantee you when you read your latest entry and your first entry you can trace your own growth yes. you would have seen how your taste has changed yeah. but if you are not documenting there's a huge tendency that you will go back because you really cannot see the pattern standing where you are True. But when you go back and read in history and go back and read your future plans, you can say, oh, okay, so this is a hard no and this is an easy yes. And this person has this and it's a no. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that ability to say no. There are people that can't actually say no at all. <laughs> I think that ties into something that the, uh, the caller Yusuf was saying mm -hmm. earlier about our dealing with our emotions. And one thing that's always very useful in dealing not just with self-sabotage but with any emotional issue that you're going through um, is recognizing and allowing yourself to feel whatever emotion it is that you're going through. Mm. Right? We have this tendency to look at, look at emotions in a binary nature, either good or bad, right? Yeah. You're angry is bad, <laughs> yeah. you're happy it's good. You're but it's pretty much what we were grown we were taught growing up that's it's, true yeah that's true but you see there's nothing wrong inherently wrong with being angry yeah it's, there's nothing, there's wrong nothing it's a normal human emotion like you're human you're going to feel these mm -hmm. things how you react to them determines whether it was right or what wrong. is even triggering it is also something what is, yeah. yes what is triggering how long are you holding on to that anger Th those are all the questions so that need to be asked that, yeah. especially in this society that we need to learn how to do it's okay to feel whatever emotion that you're feeling mm -hmm. you don't need to react to it anger sadness jealousy. whatever jealousy <laughs> if you're like if you're trying to get over a self-sabotaging behavior one of the things that you can do is identify what feeling comes up 
with that behavior, mm-hmm. right? It might be something as simple as frustration. You mm-hmm. get frustrated very quickly, right? And that frustration makes you lash out at other people. And you're sabotaging your relationships with friends and family because of that. Mm-hmm. Even though you want people close to you. Even you might feel lonely. And that's what you find with a lot of people who lash out very quickly. A lot of people who have anger management problems, they're usually very lonely inside. No one wants to mm-hmm. talk to them. And they want that connection, but they don't know how to get it. Mm-hmm. They keep pushing people away. Right. So and they're angry you didn't care about them. Yes. Yes. They tend to put the blame on other people without actually looking at why these people are are doing what they Yes, doing. or withdrawing from them. Exactly. So in a situation like that, one of the things that people do is like often to like run away from how they're feeling. I would counsel someone who's going through that identify those points at which you quickly feel you get frustrated. Maybe it's something as simple as you're 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 standing on a queue in the bank. And it's moving slowly and it's really it's really bothering you. Someone enters your front. You know? <laughs> so rather than you Almost, know it's it's annoying. It can, <laughs> it can be. But rather than pick up your phone and go through Facebook immediately trying to distract yourself, count to thirty. Allow yourself to be pissed and frustrated for those thirty seconds, really. <laughs> for mm. those 30 seconds be angry for instead of running se- somewhere instead else instead of running somewhere else be angry for those 30 seconds count to 30 be in the moment yes mm-hmm. and then let it go you're going right, to be building sorry up. before you finish on that thought uh favor is calling us from airport road hello favor hello good afternoon hi good afternoon how are you doing fine well, my fine no two days yeah I my <laughs> <laughs> hello yeah, so what's your contribution on our topic today? Hello? Hello, can you hear me? Hello? Hello, can you hear me? Okay, yes, ma'am, yes, ma'am. You've been a while, ma'am. All right. Yeah, uh, good afternoon, guests in the studio. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, ma'am. Well, because I do this topic, it's a very nice one, though. Thank you. Some people, they are the enemy of themselves, but they don't know. Actually, it comes to internal issues, like character, and they're not able to identify their weaknesses. Mm. Though... Some people, they do grow up some types of character from the child village, like children who, be, who are being used to, like parents, like their mother beating up their father or their father beating up their mother. Mm-hmm. They will not grow up with that act, like that. They won't take any belu belu from any man mm-hmm. that talks to them anyhow or react or, talk, or behave anyhow to them. So some people, they do grow up with some character like that too. Actually, actually, focus more on the character mm-hmm. and the uh, way people talk, their weaknesses. Thank you. Thank you so, so much. Ma. You okay. Hello. Hello. Hello, ma. Yes. Hello, ma. Yeah. Maybe I'll see available for the PA matter. Um. Oh, I thought it was a mentor you wanted. Um, all of them, uh, all of the above. <laughs> okay. All right. So I'll talk to um, um, Ogasolo after the show. Um, thank you. Yeah. Uh, all right. Bye thank, bye thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Sorry. Just finish up what you were saying. What was I saying? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Moving on. <laughs> All right, so yeah, we were talking about no. Do you know the the beautiful thing about the word no? Mm. Is that it has power in itself. Mm. And I feel like a lot of people say no and then they feel guilty about saying no. Yeah. That's true. Yes. Here I am. (laughs) Stop it now. Say no. (laughs) 
say no where it needs to be. This doesn't mean that you're saying no to every single thing that actually no, happens around you. It's it's imperative people learn to say no. And yeah. I would I would use myself and use scenarios of how I put myself in trouble simply by not saying no. Mm -hmm. yeah. So uh, I remember during my senior work, there was this classmate of mine, Rashid. Rashid wakes up on morning and he goes, "You have a nice body. Thank you. Your breast looks like it's fine. Okay." This is where you should have stopped the conversation. Mm -hmm. But I let it slide. He made another silly comment another time. I let it slide. The next time Rashid was trying to rape me. Oh, wow. Another time it happened was with my boss. I'll come to the office and then we'll have these conversations about how I should not get a roommate. If my roommate wants to sleep with someone, then I'm going to want to sleep with someone too. Do you understand? Like, do silly conversations shouldn't even be in mm -hmm. the first place in an office setting it is not his conversation and then there's the uh, let me not let him not say i'm rude to my boss yeah a lot of times we have condoned people evading our private spaces and then we've played the nice card let mm -hmm. them not say i'm rude mm -hmm. let them not say i'm abrasive you're let too afraid about how people might perceive exactly. your personality yeah and so we allow people abuse us we allow people use us we allow people belittle us and here's the downside about people belittling you for a long time mm -hmm. you begin to feel like you are truly little mm -hmm. you begin to yeah believe it. you begin to believe it you begin to absorb it and the worst part is whatever thing people do to you the moment you own it you do two times over that's true mm -hmm. you do two times over to yourself funny enough i used to be like that actually where i would never say no i would let a lot of things slide people would say very disrespectful things to me and i would just laugh and walk away but like i think that funny. around yes like it's funny and around i think when i started hitting my my late 20s i started saying it as a joke like if you just call my name my first answer would be no mm. and that's literally how i gained my own strength mm. That was how I learned how to shut things down even before it gets to a particular extent. Mm -hmm. So I started off playing around with it. You can't tell no. Will you? No. I would literally not even <laughs> let you finish the sentence. That's a great <laughs> before I say no. Yes, but, but that was how I actually taught myself how yeah. to start saying no. And then once people realized that, yeah, I'm not putting up with it. Mm -hmm. Then they started to back off. Mm. They will say so you're aggressive, it, but they'll yes, give you your respect. Exactly. They because will. you know what you're That's willing true. to put up with and what you're not. That's true. So start off with a joke. If they call your name, say no. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, don't, don't do it to do your this. Nigerian mother, though. But <laughs> yeah, because oh, I mean, it, it won't work well. But yeah, you can start off as a joke with your friends around you. They call your name, you say no. But you, you say no. Have you said no? <laughs> whatever it is, just say no. And then, but li still listen, though. Still listen to what they want to say because sometimes so one it's of important. The, one of the quick ways to learn how to say no is to clearly define to yourself what you will not do yeah so for example I think first of all is identifying when those situations happen how did he actually make you feel mm -hmm. when those negative things were said to you or done around you how did you feel mm -hmm. if it makes you feel good then you're fine with it yeah. if it made you feel bad then it needs to be it's something that you need even to start if addressing. it was said as a joke mm -hmm. and it made you feel bad yeah you should address it yeah i know it's a joke but i don't like this kind mm -hmm. of joke or I was in this mood and this joke made me feel this especially if the yeah. person is your friend I don't know why your friend has been offending you for one year saying the same thing and you don't like it and your friend doesn't even know you don't like it after 12 months exactly that's very wrong I would actually add even if it feels good question why actually yeah <laughs> Mm. feel good for the wrong purposes exactly yeah but anyway we've come to the end of our show uh, very sorry 
<laughs> all right so let me just say this uh, many of us have a pattern of blaming other people blaming spiritual forces blaming our village people for everything that's going wrong in our lives but there are times where you literally need to hold up a mirror to yourself and address all the problems that you have within you need to come out and actually face the enemy within because that's the only way that you're going to overcome that's the only way that you're going to progress in life is when you identify